0: All right, let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Mr. Zachary Yost, who is a Pittsburgh writer, based writer uh, and freelance researcher. His work has been published in various outlets, including the American conservative, Washington Examiner and the national
1: interest. Mr. Yost, good day, welcome to Indisputable. Hello, Dr. Richie, thank you so much for having me on.
0: Thank you for being here. We are going to chop it up about the latest Supreme Court ruling as it relates to affirmative action inside of colleges throughout the country. I don't want to presume what you know, believe about this ruling. So if you would give us your sentiment and I would then opine.
1: Sure thing. So. I will say I was very pleased with this ruling. I did think it was the right decision. Um, That's not to say that I don't think there aren't a lot of issues in higher education that I think that affirmative action was trying to solve. Uh, But I think it was sort of way too blunt of an instrument. Um, And especially, I don't really think it was fair to Asian students. I mean, uh, there's sort of lots of uh, stats that were brought up in the, Court case about what seems to be discrimination against them. Um, And I would say that as you pointed out last week in your commentary, I believe a lot of colleges don't have competitive admission. So it's not an issue for those schools. There are colleges that do, and a big factor in that is legacy admissions. And as I believe your guest last week said, you know, those are a huge issue. And I agree that that is sort of a next step that I think people could come together on to try and make access to these elite institutions, which I'm very critical of. We could (laughs) complain about them further later on if you'd like, but I think the the decisions come down. So now the question is what can we do about it? And I think legacy admissions, if you receive federal funding can't have legacy admissions. I think that's more than fair and just and would be very helpful. Let's talk
0: about the reason you may like the ruling. Um, I'm a college professor, I've been a college professor since 2016. We were bracing for this ruling knowing that it could have went one way or the other. There, There was also a sentiment, it may be a split ruling given a state and private institution dynamic, but it was not. Why do you believe that getting rid of affirmative action, which by the way, is not really a policy affirmative action is a set of diversity inclusion policies, they called it affirmative action um, as a catch all phrase. Why do you think it was right for the Supreme Court to take away a tool that institutions are able to use in order to diversify and provide opportunity for individuals who have been historically discriminated against even though they qualified and I submit that question in this context affirmative action does not take and non qualified person and make them qualified. It takes a qualified person and provides an opportunity for them to also illuminate their experiences based on a racial context in the decision making process or the recruitment of the individual. That's what it does. But if you don't meet the bare standard, the minimum standard, you don't get that opportunity anyway. So I submit the question to you in that context.
1: Sure, and um, as I believe, I think uh, the Roberts opinion said it's not like someone's race is not relevant to their life experience and all that. And you say it's a tool, I don't think it's a very good tool, um, one, uh, well, I think it's far too blunt and uh, David Bernstein, who's a law professor at GMU. His work was actually cited in Gorsuch's uh, Gorsuch's, uh, Mm -hmm. concurring opinion. In his book on racial categorization, according to the government, he points out that at Harvard, uh, something like two thirds of black students are either immigrants, the children of immigrants or biracial. And if the idea is that affirmative action is supposed to be a tool that will help uh, people who are underprivileged, who have faced discrimination and whatnot. Uh, if we just say, well, this person is of African American descent, or I mean, is just from Africa. I mean, if a wealthy, the son of some wealthy Nigerians is not going to have the same experience as the son of uh, a. You know, that's a- really
0: interesting. So, Mr. Yost, you are arguing that because of perhaps a misapplication of the implementation of the program. It should then be deemed unconstitutional. That doesn't make sense to me. We typically judge the constitutionality of a thing based on the context of statute, constitution and current or current era. And in current era for four decades, the Supreme Court has upheld that institutions of higher learning, are benefited by diversity on campus. So because of that great benefit, they are allowed to make these particular, let's just say standards or designs in their programming. But I will submit this to you, do you not see this as a prerequisite to get rid of all diversity inclusion programs in the United States of America? Because the legal framework utilized in order to basically protect this particular ruling can be used for private businesses all across the nation. Don't you see this for what it is Mr. Yost? This is your first step at getting rid of all diversity and inclusion programming.
1: Uh, Well, I don't think that necessarily be a bad thing as such diversity requirements and whatnot exist. I why is it not? But why do you say that that would be a good thing to get rid of diversity inclusion programs? Sure. So I think that the there's sort of too much um, aggregation, basically when it comes to it's sort of a faux diversity. Um, uh, if it, I mean, the government racial classifications which underlie these sort of diversity, initiatives and whatnot don't really make much sense. I mean, there are something like 60% of the world's population is Asian. I mean, but a Sikh in India is not, I mean, and a Polynesian. They're not really comparable. It's sort of just this giant lump of people who are very different. But according to our sort of very weirdly, arrived at framework from basically the 60s they're the same and so if it, a school could say oh we have you know 30% of our student body is asian but a smaller school with a lower percentage of asian students could actually be more diverse if they have students who count as asian who are from places all over asia which is well, a huge Mr. vast Yost, continent
0: once again first of all I I don't even know how the hell that actually applies to what we're talking about. So let me try to get us back on track here. Um, Do you know what percentage is mandated by the government under the old ruling? What percentage of diversity was mandated by the government inside of institutions? I do not know. None. Yeah. None, No, no percentage was mandated sir. That's the point that I hope you can absorb. While we talk about how these programs were somehow adversarial. Well, you're talking about implementation. So let's get better on the implementation. And if there's discrimination because of faulty implementation. Well, we have a court of remedy. You can take it to the federal court and argue direct discrimination rather than overturning four decades of equity programming that has allowed individuals like Clarence Thomas himself become a Supreme Court justice. Do you not find it the height of hypocrisy that the very individual who is serving on the Supreme Court Clarence Thomas is an affirmative action individual. He was able to get into Yale Law School by way of their affirmative action program. Don't you find that quite ironic?
1: Uh, In a way, I suppose it could be considered ironic. On the other hand, I know, I believe Clarence Thomas has spoken about how he feels that that has made him seem lesser in some people's eyes and-
0: No, he's lesser because he's a sellout. That's why he's lesser in some people's eyes. He's not lesser because he was able to benefit from an institutional policy that said we are going to take into consideration your experience as a black male in America because we know that the experience can be adversarial to fairness. That's not somehow wrong and sir i submit this to you as well clarence thomas gets into yale law based on affirmative action he then gets appointed to a director position civil rights division civil rights division for the department of education he then becomes the chairman of the equal opportunity employment commission all of these positions did sir implement execute prosecute and bring up issues of racial inequity and the very same person who benefited from affirmative action gets to decide that no one else can. You can understand why someone would be upset about that.
1: Uh, sure, I can understand why people are upset about the, the whole entire ruling. And I, I know, I, I believe Justice Thomas said explicitly at one point, I think in the early 80s that he uh, really benefited from affirmative action. but. It seems that he's changed his mind over the years, perhaps from exposure to how these programs I would posit are not really carried out in a beneficial way. I think they're undermining- They benefited sort of, him. Uh, it benefited true. him,
0: right? So when you say it's not carried out in a beneficial way, you got Clarence Thomas, don't you? I'm sure you I, support him. I got it, you support is on the Supreme Court by way of a policy you don't support.
1: I, well, I don't know where he would have ended up without affirmative action, but. You think he ends up on the Supreme
0: Court without a Yale Law Degree? You think he ends up being appointed as the civil rights director for the Department of Education? You think he ends up becoming chairman of the EEOC without having his Yale Law Degree, sir?
1: Well, I don't know if he. Would have not been able to get into Yale. Yeah, I don't know what his test scores were and whatnot. But that's not, not the
0: issue. The it, sir, see, you just made my point. Remember, affirmative action, which by the way is a catch-all phrase. Again, it's a diversity inclusion program. The diversity inclusion program did not lower the standard for Clarence Thomas. He still had to meet the standards. Everybody still has to meet the standards of the institution. The only thing affirmative action or diversity inclusion programming would do is provide another opportunity to explain who you are and why you are. It's just like schools that will say, we care about your leadership capacity. We care about your extracurricular activities. We care about the fact that you have demonstrated the ability to overcome difficult circumstances. All of these things can be weighed in the decision process after they meet the bare minimum requirement to even enter into the institution. So it is not a question of if he was qualified, dear sir. He was qualified
1: based on the standards. Uh, well, I would say that this was part of the reason the lawsuit was brought up by sort of Asian students is that it, it's a zero-sum game in these elite institutions with competitive uh, admission. If one student is accepted, another student might not be, and this was a point that was cited in the majority. That happens opinions. every day, dear
0: sir, in every competitive school. That happens. Um, we have an American system that has routinely discriminated against. People of color, women, historically marginalized communities. This was a way to correct the dysfunction. You do agree racism exists, right? Sure. I, okay. I don't okay, think okay. Good. That can we be agree. questionable. We agree on one thing then. We agree racism exists. Do you agree racism exists by way of
1: design? Well, I suppose that would be a complicated question. There are certainly policies in place that hurt. Minorities. I would not. So,
0: if it exists by way of design or architecture, you cannot deconstruct the construction by happenstance. You can only deconstruct a constructed thing by intentionally deconstructing the constructed thing. You get it? You can't fix this without intention, dear brother.
1: So I. I would agree. I think we just have a different idea of what tools are appropriate to do. All that. right,
0: all right, we're out of time. Producer wrapping me up, but Mr. Yelts, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring you back, okay? We'll have this discussion again. Thanks so
1: much for having
0: me. Thank you, sir. We appreciate being on the show. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.